Welcome to the Recharge Your Life podcast with me, Dr. Carrie Ulrich and Kelly Gunther. We are thrilled to talk to people who have made a decision that recharged their lives. Often they push themselves out of their comfort zone and took risks. We want to know about that decision point. Why did they make that decision? And most importantly, how can we learn from them? Kelly and I are passionate HR professionals, and together we co-founded our HR consulting firm, Abracci Group. We have talked to amazing people throughout our careers and listened to them as they made decisions that changed their lives and knew that these inspirational stories would help others. And why did we call it Recharge? It's based on a book I co-authored called The Way of the HR Warrior. And in it, we have a leadership model, Charge, which stands for courage, humility, accuracy, resiliency, goal-oriented, and exemplary. We know that people used one or more of these qualities to help them make their decisions, and we want to learn from them. Now, sit back, listen, and be inspired by these stories, and then do something to recharge your life. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. It's Kelly. We're thrilled to have Ryan Smith as our special guest today. Carrie and I had the pleasure of working with Ryan for almost five years, and oh my gosh, did we have fun. Ryan Smith was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Ryan received his bachelor's in business administration with a concentration in human resource management, political science, and economics from Western Michigan University. He then began his professional career with Macy's as a sales manager, where he managed over 200 associates and an annual sales volume of $20 million. Ryan was then promoted into the human resources field and shifted his HR skills from retail to a more people-focused organization, which is where Carrie and I had the fortune of meeting him. After several years consulting with clients across the U.S., he relocated to Oakland, California and assumed the title of People and Culture Partner. In 2018, Ryan took the role of Manager Human Resources Business Partner for Industrial Light and Magic in San Francisco and also Skywalker Sound in Marin County, California, both of which are Disney companies under Lucasfilm, which is a dream job for him. Ryan has been a guest speaker at several companies, organizations, and universities to discuss topics around diversity and inclusion, career advancement, generational differences, employment law, and performance management. Ryan also enjoys giving back to his community by volunteering for events such as Go Red for Women, and reading is fundamental. He currently resides in Northern California, and we're so lucky to have him on our call today. So Ryan, we'd like to start our podcast first by asking you, what show, podcast, book, or blog do you go to when you want to push and expand your thinking? Well, hi, Kelly. It's good to be with you and Carrie today. Um, Yay! Thank you. Um, When it comes to books, podcasts I've been listening to recently, I must admit, since I am a new parent, just became that over the summer, I have been weaning myself off of the new parent podcasts and books for the last year that my wife has been putting in front of me. So to go back to what I usually would listen to, um, <laughs> it, it really comes down to a couple podcasts, uh, one called... Um, HR Works, which recently rechanged its title to Young Black in HR, focuses mm. on young Black HR professionals, their experiences, uh, very real when it comes to the diversity of their guests and experiences, Talk, going into parenting, leave of absences, relocations, what what type of cultures are, are best for diverse talent. All of those type of topics are dived into by that podcast. Nice. And 
a couple of books that have recently caught my eye. One called The Unblinded. It's by an author, Tracy Medford Roscoe and Kevin Coughlin. And it's a story about a man who became blind in his 30s due to a genetic uh, disorder and regained his sight about 10 or 20 years later, I believe. And it talks about how he went from a journey of seeing to darkness back into seeing and how that opened his eyes up to a lot of different perspectives, not only within his family, but within the workplace and also his potential um, was also uncovered while he was blind. So I'm looking forward to reading that one. And then what if also caught my eye this year due to all the things that have been going on in 2020. It's a book about short stories to spark conversations within companies about diversity and inclusion what are the what are the starting points that different companies can use to attack um, the challenges that we all face today with a very turbulent country, a divided mm-hmm. country, mm-hmm. and you know, sparking ideas for me for sure. So that's what's keeping my attention at the moment. Holy smoke, Ryan! Yeah. Those are great. Those are great. All, all, I, you know, Kelly and I are so fortunate that we get to do this podcast, and we get to learn every week all these new books and podcasts that we didn't know about. But I have to go back to the parenting because yeah. congratulations, thank you for your beautiful son. And so, since you did all this reading of parenting, what are maybe the one thing that surprised you or you're like, Oh, I got to do that. Or Mm. just like, Oh, the baby does what? Mm. I mean, like, I always love that like initial shock of, Oh gosh, what? So what's your shock of being a a new dad? Well, there was the shock of the prep and the prep shocked me more than the reality (laughs) is what, is what I'm learning as he's five months old now. (laughs) And the, the prep had both me and my wife shocked. Uh, on how much we thought we would need to do, how much we should yes. prepare for yeah. um, not sleeping, not yes. uh, all the all the things that we need to buy or have around yeah. the house yep. for the child. And when yeah. now he's five months old, he's he's doing everything opposite of our of our training. So <laughs> he, he's sleeping all the way through the night. Um, we have what? one of the lucky ones. Yes. Oh, I, you are lucky. No wonder you can do this podcast. You have sleep, I, Ryan. I, yeah, I've and been, read all those books. And <laughs> look, these are, all, I said, on my list. A couple of them have had some pages turned, but not not all of them have fully been read. But yeah, it's it's been it's been a learning of you can prepare, you can prepare, but there's nothing like experience oh. as a teacher. And um it strikes again right now as a parent that yeah. is proving itself and it's proven itself in my career. It's proven myself in my education and um, it's, it's an awesome journey. I'm looking forward to every step. I love it. I love it. And I'll say I, as much prep as you do and Kelly's heard me say this and I'm sure as we do this podcast for years, listeners will hear me say this exact same thing. I love this story that I heard from um, a psychologist. I think it was a psychologist who was talking about when you're a parent, it's the same thing as imagine a sculptor and a sculptor gets a slab of marble and this sculptor thinks I'm going to sculpt a horse or I'm going to do, you know, a, a man on a horse or something like that. And then the marble comes 
Mm-hmm. And then you look at the marble and the sculptor looks at the marble and go, mm, the horse isn't quite in there. It's really a different, I'm going to do an elephant or I'm going to, so the marble comes out and it has its own form and it has its own thing. And so the sculptor now has to kind of soften those edges, but not go against what's in the marble. And you have to change your ideas from it. And I feel like that fluidity and flexibility, especially as parents, you really need because- guess what? They don't come out the way you think they're going to come out. And if you keep no. forcing that marble, it, it'll be a rough road. So I always think about that. I thought it was always so helpful for me when I was dealing with a child that I don't know what to do with half the time. Sometimes that first lesson is in the delivery. Is, is that that's your first lesson as a parent? Like you thought it was going to go a certain way and yes, it's, it's not the right day, not the right time, not the right length of time, yeah. not the, all, all those avenues. So yeah. Um, teaches you to pivot. It sure does. Be flexible. So speaking of kind of pivoting and change, what a great segue. It's like we practiced, Ryan. <laughs> what what decision changed the trajectory of your life? And what of that decision, what are the charge qualities that you use to help you make that decision? Sure. Um when you, when you ask that question about what changed my life, yeah, um, you know, n- not just talking about career, there's there's a couple steps that I want to talk about when it gets to how it changed my life. So first, going way way back into kindergarten, elementary school, <gasps> and one of the first memories that I have of making uh, a decision of do I follow the crowd or do I follow what my beliefs are, what my morals are, and how that's led to a life decision. So, um, you know, just a normal day going to recess, we're in single file line in the hallway. And I remember there was one kid or one parent of a child that happened to be in a wheelchair. And we're very young kids at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And about half of the class, at least to my memory, was laughing, making fun of the person mm-hmm. uh, in the wheelchair. I can't remember exactly how, but I know that a lot of things were said that didn't rub me right. But mm-hmm. I also had a choice in that moment of, do I follow my peers or do I stand mm. up for what I think and mm. think about? And I remember in that moment, the class went outside. I ended up being one of the last people in the line. And while everyone else was moving through this doorway, I stood back and held the door for the person that was waiting on all of us to exit that person in the wheelchair, made sure that they got through. And and that's all that I could do as a child in that moment. But I knew that there was something wrong about what the crowd was doing and something right about what I wanted to do. So now that leads into how I made a life decision to go into HR. Yeah. Um, When I took a tour with my dad, who was director of um, payroll at Detroit Public Schools, okay. and took a tour with him. He knew I wanted to be in business like him. I took a tour through the office. He introduced me to a couple of his colleagues to talk about uh, what their careers were like. I was in high school at the moment, at the time. And I just happened to speak with the director of HR. And he talked about how we need, from his perspective, more people like himself. He, he happened to be um, uh, African-American. Me as an African American child, he was he saw me as a potential opportunity to increase the ranks of uh, blacks within the field, mm. and sparked my interest into being an advocate for the right um, 
the right standards, the right approach for businesses to take when it comes to people. And I, I found a purpose in that, not just a job title. So going into what's changed my life and my career altogether, what that's helped with is a decision I made after I got into Macy's. I was a retail manager. I had just started into human resources, budding in my career. And I was faced with another decision in my HR role where I had a leader that was making decisions that weren't in the best interest of the employees. And, Mm -hmm. you know, those tough Mm -hmm. decisions come from time to time where you have to Mm -hmm. make tough decisions about employees. But when you have the ability to make the right call and you're making the wrong call, Mm -hmm. that's where I started to notice this is where my calling comes in as Mm. my, and within my profession, going back to that moment in, in kindergarten, in that hallway, do you decide to stand up for what's right? Or do you follow a path that sure others your peers, your leadership may want to go that route, but is it right? And so I made a decision in that moment to stand up for myself and for my employees. And that did cost me relationships. That cost me the, 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 the relationships I had in the company and also opened my eyes to what, to see if this particular company, not just the individuals I was working with was, was right for me. So all of that put together brings up the, charge quality of uh, courage, I think, for the most part. It's the courage to stand up for what you believe in, the courage to be an example to others. And it's something that is needed within HR. Mm -hmm. We're often faced with the tough decision of making sure that you're standing up for your values, your people values, and that Mm -hmm. your company is also aligned with that. So- Mm -hmm. Long story to get to the point of charge, uh, within charge, <laughs> courage is, is something that I really had tied myself to um, yeah. for a long time. And I still find myself challenged by it yep. in, in many circumstances. I, you know, I got to go all the way back to kindergarten because yeah. you hooked me right there. And so were you aware of what a significant decision you were making, right? Did you know, like this is kind of a big deal and I'm doing the right thing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like as kids, I think we, we are much smarter than, than our adults give us credit for. And did you know, and then was at a follow-up, what was kind of the results? Did other people say anything about it to you or was it just, you just felt good or did you tell your parents afterward? Like what happened? Yeah. I need, I need more Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, um, I definitely didn't know in the moment. I don't think I mm-hmm. did what the, what the gravity and how, how it would lead to future decisions in my life yeah. as well. But it, I, I knew that I wasn't, I didn't feel right inside if okay. I didn't stay back. Hold, it was just holding a door. I was raised yeah. by parents that taught me you hold a door for everybody and um, please and thank you. And, yeah. and, and very, very, um, responsible mm-hmm. parents that they want to make sure that I knew that I was a part of a community and that you're not just out here to serve yourself. So mm-hmm. I saw somebody that needed a little bit of help and me as a little child, what could I do but hold a door? Yeah. Of course I'm going to do it. And yeah. that that's, that's the only thing I can recall in my memory bank on why I made that decision, but the, you know, no kids laughed or anything like that. It, what, what, it really proved, I think, now 
now that I'm thinking back on it is there was no cost to making that decision. Mm. Uh, no real cost. It may mm-hmm. have been a momentary cost that I can't even remember. Maybe mm-hmm. somebody looked at me like, why are you holding that door? Right. I can't remember it. All I can remember is how I was proud of that moment oh. and how it, how it shaped, you know, certain things within my future. And I think what I love that you said is around the gut part of it. So you knew in your gut it was wrong. And think about now fast forward to anyone who's an adult. Mm -hmm. You kind of know in your gut it's wrong. And you override it a lot because there are more costs, like you said. Now it's the cost of my job. It's the cost of maybe I can't make my mortgage. So I kind of let some of this stuff go sometimes. But you know, as a kid, and to remember something like that so vividly at five years old, it definitely made an impact for the rest of your life. And I love that. I think it's just, it shows the kind of character you have, but it also shows you have to listen to your gut on some of these things. And then as we get older, there are more costs sometimes associated to it. It monetarily, career-wise, to make these right decisions, like you said in Macy's, mm-hmm. at Macy's, it costs you relationships. It costs relationships. It costs, um, but it costs relationships. It costs a a a bridge with a company, mm. um, but not. It only cost a few relationships. Honestly, mm-hmm. there were a lot of people within the com- company that when they heard the the story and and the why behind my decision to exit from my role and Mm -hmm. look elsewhere that they had made a a wrong decision, that there were certain values within their company that they should be standing up for themselves. And um, it comes to being an example for those around you when you're in HR and it's, you can't just think about how it's impacting yourself when you make a decision. It's about how it's impacting all those around you and whether or not you are seen as a role model, within your organization, whether or not you're seen as somebody that could be, uh, should be sought after when tough decisions around people are being made. And they know that you will keep the talent first. You will keep the people perspective always in mind. Um, yeah. I, I was thinking that when we said you, when I said you lost some of these relationships, I was thinking too, as you were talking who cares about those relationships right. too? So I think, right. right, especially when you're courageous like you are and you're standing up to do the the right thing, you know what? If you don't like that, I don't need you. Like, they I don't need that back, relationship. Carrie. Yeah, yeah they, I don't need that relationship. Mm-hmm. And don't need that relationship. Don't need that, um, that baggage. And, no. And it's- You sure it's, don't. It was an opportunity for me to be introduced and to seek- um, the type of company, the type of teams that I would want to be a part of that had similar perspectives on um, how do we treat our talent, even mm-hmm. in the toughest situations, mm-hmm. and how do we make sure that our, comp- our company has a culture that isn't, um, isn't, damaged by one individual or one mm-hmm. manager. You know, you, mm-hmm. you need to make sure that you are aligned to a culture that um, represents yourself as an individual. So I learned a lot from all of the, all of those things. Um, most especially is that job title is not something that drives me. 
It, it, it was something that I thought drove me early yeah. in my career. Like, oh, I need to be this HR yeah. manager and yep. director and yep. blah, blah, blah. But titles will fade into the- Thank in, you. Will fade and fade. What people will talk about when I'm long and gone is what my impacts were. No. And what did I yes. do? And yep. so that's what I focus on ever since that moment is whatever opportunity that comes across my my plate. It's not about what are they calling me in it. It's mm. what's mm. my impact on others or myself. Am I going to grow or am I going to help somebody else do the same? Uh, Ryan, if 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 um, any advice like that I would love to give to everyone is who cares about the title? That quest to be, I have to be VP or I have to be director or I have whatever that, or like, I have to be in this industry because it means something, this kind of external superficial crap. It, it leads you down a path of making some really shitty decisions because you only want that title. And you're right. Think about it. I'm going to remember, I have no idea what your titles are. And I worked with you. Mm -hmm. If someone said, if someone had a gun to my head, they'd be like, what was Ryan's title? I'd be like, I, I think it was <laughs> like, I really will have no idea. Um, and who is really going to remember the, the Ryan Smith comma title. Right. right. And, but what I'll remember is I loved Ryan working with Ryan Smith and he did the right thing and he cared about people and he was smart and I'd want to work with him again. That's what you remember. And that quest for titles. And I'm so glad you learned that at a, at a younger age versus you're 65 looking back on shit. I made all these mistakes Yeah, because I was questing that, you know, that was my quest, the title. Yeah. It, it, it took several companies to learn it. Yeah. Like, it, it, it did take a moment to say, <laughs> wow, I made another mistake. So yeah. like, I, I, we don't even go in that into my bio where, where that other mistake was. So going back into retail was a part of it, but yeah. um, it's, I, I'm, I'm happy I found that compass early on. Yeah. So you talked about this courage and you are at five years old, you were courageous and, and you listened to your gut. So for listeners, you know, we, uh, Kelly and I love action and putting action plans together. And so what advice, what are the top two or three things that you would tell listeners to do to, to cultivate that, that courage and what, what could they do that, that maybe took, like you said, I made a couple of mistakes. I went back. If you could help people maybe not make those mistakes or, or make them quicker and faster and get over them sooner. Sure. Well, just to go back to what we were just discussing when it comes to the titles versus purpose, I highly suggest that everyone figures out what their purpose is mm. before they start seeking another job title. If they're frustrated within their career right now, like figure out what you're aiming for. That's not what your LinkedIn backstory mm. is. Mm. Okay. Um, it's rare to be fulfilled in your career without a good purpose to drive your decisions. Um, Amen. Number two, I'd say is um, it's okay to take one step back as long as you're planning for two steps forward. Um, it, it's we're, we're meant to bob and weave through this life. Mm. And it's not always an up trajectory. If 2020 didn't teach you that <laughs> I'm afraid for you in 2021. Yeah, uh, I was like, boy, it's going to be a rough 2021. If you can't be flexible now, no, no. Mm -hmm. So be prepared to do that and, and just aim higher in the next step. And, and when it came to those bridges that were somewhat singed and burned with mm -hmm. the company that I decided to leave, Mm. They were burned for the right reasons. So mm. 
I, I don't like saying I used to early in my career say never burn a bridge, never burn right. a bridge. Keep the bridges that lead you to where you're going. You don't need the bridges that that failed you. So you, it's okay if a bridge is burned from time to time. It could be baggage. Let go. Just remember that you are building a reputation through your career. You're building a a sense of experience. And that those are all bridges that no one can take away from you. Uh, so keep those uh, three things in mind. Is, oh my goodness! If you just if you just kept those three things in mind, boy, would would pe- this whole world be just a better place? We'd have probably less upset with careers. And I I wanted to add a couple things to what you said. That take one step back. It's funny how you remember certain things in college. Um, and the one I remember is we're in a decision-making class and it was, they were looking at a chess game and cause I went to a school where it was all computers and Mm decision-making and they love that. And everyone got stuck on this one, on this one move because everyone wanted to move forward. And the correct move was to go back, take a hit and then win the game. And everyone got stuck on that one. It was so hard for the human brain to go, wait, 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 I'm going back. Uh-uh, nope, nope, I can't do it. And that was like, that's a really tough one. And so the way he said, you got to take one step back, especially if you see it, but to bob and weave and then burning the bridges for the right reasons. If you're, let's just call it the way it is. If you're an asshole and you're just a racist POS, I don't need a bridge to you. Don't need right? it. Right? I don't need a freaking bridge to you. I'm no. done. So they're burning the right bridges because you're right. There's something about telling kids all the time, never to burn any bridge. You put up with some really bad behavior sometimes and you don't need to put up with some of that and you can walk away from it. Feel empowered to do so. You do mm-hmm. not need to take every single piece of crap with you that you yes. encounter. So. Yeah. Oh, Ryan. Such great stuff. Kelly, what are your... You know, Kelly's probably close to having a tear in her eye with those action steps. I was, I was with the kindergarten story, so it started like seven minutes in. Oh, the, the, the children's stories. Kelly you have crying that, already. I love it. You have that effect on me, Ryan. Um, I, so powerful and such a, such sage wisdom from you, Ryan. Um, on so many fronts, I think that the fact that at kindergarten you had that awareness to stop and recognize that what I'm seeing happening is not right. And I could go one way or I could go another and you chose the path that was the right way. And while someone may not have maybe recognized you in the moment, you recognized it in the moment and that has carried you for the rest of your life. So you will raise little William to be the same way. And so that is just such a moving sentiment. And that's why we love working with you so much is because you are compassionate and kind and caring and you have always led that way. So when that, that story just was, it it was so Ryan because it, it, it for me connected the dots of who you are. Does that make sense? That does. And that means a lot to me that you say that because that's what I'm aiming for. I want people to see me in my work and the, the, the values I've had all my life that I continue to feel are important in every facet of my life, work, home, uh, volunteering, whatever it may be is, is, you know, making sure that you're true to yourself and I'm happy that you all see it. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I see the courage. Absolutely. I see the humility in what you did. 
um, in expecting nothing in return and paying it forward um, whenever you possibly can, because I've seen that in your career, um, in, in everything that you do. Um, I see the exemplary role model, as you mentioned, um, in people seeking you out. And so for that Young Black HR Professionals podcast, if there's anyone listening, I think you've booked your next guest, Ryan Smith, <laughs> look him up. Um, he would be a tremendous asset because just listening to his story today, think of all the um, additional insight that he can give. But I mean, and you've had tough conversations. I mean, I've sat with you on those conversations and you have led with diplomacy and you've led with tact and you've done it though in a kind way that leaves people feeling like I might have, I might have gone through a situation that I'd rather not, but I feel as though it was done in, a, in the most humane way possible. And so Ryan, I, you know, it's just tremendous to listen to you today. And I so appreciate your inspirational words. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So um, Carrie, before we go, I know you have something that you wanted to mention. I do. I do. So we are, of course, you know, you record podcast a few weeks earlier and this podcast will air the day before Thanksgiving. So I thought it would be maybe a good little bonus that, uh, and by the way, I sprung this on um, like right before, uh, right before we recorded, because that's how I roll. And uh, Ryan and Kelly are like, oh, here she goes. But but they're willing to do it. So that's what I love about them. And so Thanksgiving, usually we talk about being grateful. And of course, 2020, uh, you could insert a lot of swear words. I typically call it a dumpster fire. But even within a dumpster fire, (laughs) multiple dumpster fires, um, there are things to be grateful for. And so I wanted to, uh, we'll all give kind of what we're grateful for. And, 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 uh, but first, Ryan is going to say what he's grateful for. Yeah, 2020 has given us a whole bunch to think about. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely thankful for my family expanding from a new boy. Um, actually got to relocate and got a house that we think we're going to stay in for, for his whole Aww. childhood. And, and so that makes me feel really happy. So that stability I'm thankful for. And also the ability to grow and share with friends and colleagues like yourselves. Mm. That's so great. Kelly, what are you? Thankful well, for? I'm, I'm thankful uh, for, of course, friends and family of which I consider both of you family to me because you've seen me through ups and downs um, and have been there through all the tears and lot, lots of tears. Let's just put it that way. Um, uh, and most importantly, my health. I mean, I think this year we've seen so many people suffer Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I will never take my health for granted. And so, um, wear a mask. It's important. That's right. It's what you can do yeah. for yourself. It's what exactly. you can do for others. And it's not asking exactly. too much. So please wear a mask. Um, and I look forward to 2021 and new leadership with Kamala, Kamala Harris and, uh, Joe Biden. I'm so excited for what yes. 2021 and the next four years will bring us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, now I don't even know how to follow up from that, but uh, so yes, amazing, amazing, beyond amazing on political and, and by the way, not just uh, Kamala and her record breaking, you know, she checks so many boxes of mm-hmm. the first, the first, the first, the first, the first, um, but also there are so many, uh, a couple openly gay black men in New York, mm-hmm. uh, they're a transgender. I mean, I just feel like it is a slow process 
And um, it is so slow to change cultures. We know just in a company to change a culture can be five to seven years, a country, oy. Um, but to see this new, there's, I think in Oklahoma elected a Muslim woman. I mean, are you kidding me? This is like amazing stuff. So I am grateful for progress. It is never as fast as I want uh, ever ever. So I'm always frustrated by that. But I think for 2020, um, a line that I that I used yesterday, uh, that is from a Stanford uh, professor, a crisis is a terrible opportunity, or a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And so what are you going to do in a crisis? And so I'm very grateful for uh, the family, everything that Ryan and Kelly have said. But I have my husband who has decided to go back to school, probably wouldn't have done that if we weren't in this crisis. And, and to refocus some things on his career. So there's some really good stuff. We probably wouldn't have done this podcast, Kelly. It might've taken us mm -hmm. a couple more years to do it. So there's some great things that we are grateful for, for um, during this crisis. But so happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I know many of you um, have ill uh, relatives. We have lost family members this year. Um, so there's a lot to reflect on and be upset about. Um, but also what can we do to make significant change and move forward as well? So happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And we are very grateful for you to listen to our podcast and to support us. So thank you. Absolutely. And a uh, shout out, happy birthday to Ryan, who will be uh, uh, having a birthday this month, November 24th, right, Ryan? <gasps> couple days before Thanksgiving. Oh, so there thank we you. go. For oh, another reason to be grateful. I mean, it's the like timing was kind of on point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll be thinking about Ryan. Everyone, all of our listeners will be thinking about you around Thanksgiving as well with your birthday. So I take your birthday gifts. Love. I take gifts. <laughs> so if you'd like Venmo. to link me. Yeah. Right. Venmo, Venmo Ryan. Venmo Ryan. Cash at me. All, all the apps. <laughs> So you can also link in with Ryan if you'd like to. We highly recommend that you do. Um, he can be found at Ryan S. Smith. Thank you again, Ryan, so much for joining our podcast, sharing your story, and inspiring us um, as you always do. And again, once again, happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Recharge Your Life podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter at abracigroup.com and follow us on social media. You can find us on LinkedIn at Abrachi Group, Instagram at Warriors of HR, and Twitter at Warriors underscore HR. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and please tell a friend. And be sure to drop us a note on how you are recharging your life. We can't wait to hear from you.